TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Let's hit this segment running and gunning. Time for a fast back and forth with Pete and Dave. We're calling Fast Break on the Huddle. All right. Another let's week, go. Uh, another another huddle here. Let's uh, let's start it off. Uh, who do I have first today? I did I did write down who I wanted. We can go, Dave. Yeah, just, we'll go, Dave. Just flip a coin. We'll go, Dave. Good. We'll go, Dave. It's all good. All right, Dave. Uh, as you've probably seen, I believe I tweeted this out. You sparks flew last night in the Guardians White Sox game as a defiant Tim Anderson stood over Jose Ramirez, who took offense that allegedly there was more to this that kind of triggered. Um, um, the incident in the Jose Ramirez fighting. Uh, mm-hmm. Anderson dropped his glove, though, said, let's fight, and then got absolutely rocked. A right hook from Ramirez right to the jaw, sent yeah. Anderson to the ground. Uh, Hanneman uh, of the Guardians had a great call. I, I don't have that on me, but if uh, you guys have that, you, you can look that up. Um, aside from the obvious baseball implications here, guys, uh, Jose Ramirez, Cleveland's best player, is probably going to be suspended for multiple games. Who's to say quite how long? But I mean, he knocked Anderson out. It was uh, it was quite the fight. It was great. I mean, he just fell like a prize fighter. He did. <laughs> he fell right down, wobbly, getting up. They said the weird thing to me too. They said post game, oh, he wasn't hurt. He he wasn't hurt in that. We saw him wobble to the dugout. That I don't know what you're talking about. That he got absolutely rocked. Yeah. But my question in regards to this, Dave, is what's your favorite sports fight of all time? Oh boy. Okay, I'm gonna go way back here and and I I think oh man, who was the, the pitcher uh it, it was Oh gosh, the there's Nolan so many Ryan, good. Uh, uh, Ventura Headlock. Yes, thank you. Yeah. Yes, when Rob. So I love the days when it was it was Robin Ventura and Nolan Ryan. Thank you. And I and what didn't didn't Ventura run out and like throw his helmet first? Yep. And then charge him? Or am I thinking of a different fight? Uh, I believe there was a thrown helmet. It was a charge of the mound, obviously by yes. Ventura. Yes. So, and I mean, and Nolan Ryan just whipped him, didn't he? And he was like in his a late forty, 30s at that a forty-two-year-old Nolan Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just remember that was the, the the charging of the mount, and I don't endorse. I don't endorse fighting. I don't endorse uh, <laughs> fighting in baseball. Blah blah blah. It's a disclaimer. But a good charge of the mound, where to me, where there's emotion, and it's like you just hit me, you just hit me, and I am going to make you pay for it. Or, you know, to me, I I guess I understand that as opposed to like sometimes in hockey where it's all right. 
I'm mad, you're mad, we both got to get our teams fired up, let's go ahead and fight. You know, the, those, those pre-made, let's do this for our teams, I don't necessarily love that. But when it's in the heat of the moment and, and guys are just ticked off and it just escalates, I, I, they tend to be more entertaining. So I'll, I'll say that one with a, with a caveat of all of the years, or at least the year there, that Roger Clemens and Mike Piazza wore. And oh, I was yeah. in New York at that time. <laughs> When when Piazza uh, got beaned and, you know, he he wouldn't fight Clemens. Not that I blame him. Clemens was huge. And as we found out later, was probably enhanced quite a bit. Uh, but anyway, so that, to me, the the the, I, the Nolan Ryan Robin Ventura is the one that I always remember. I'll tell you what, you bring up the Clemens. I thought that was great. You know, just shifting to a different sport even, but that malice in the palace was still one of the greatest of oh, all man. time in the NBA. I mean, I know you're younger, Charlie, but. Oh, no, I re- that's, you know, you that remember? is a memory <laughs> that I absolutely have. Great documentary yeah. on that on Netflix if you oh, haven't seen it. It is great. And, and you know, it's just, it, I, I say great because it's it's entertaining to watch, but it was it's ridiculous, right? Uh, as you were saying, Dave, I mean, these fights are just, they're, they're yeah. crazy. But, you know, I think from the, the standpoint of you stick with baseball, though, I, I love the fact that Roger Clemens was was this big guy that people, yeah. they'd stare him down, but boy, they did not want a piece of him. No. <laughs> Rightfully <was> so. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was a big yeah. guy. And I think most of, the, most of Major League Baseball knew exactly how he got big, and, and that adds to that anger and that yes. ability. <laughs> so oh smart to always avoid guys like that if you can. Yeah. <laughs> I remember being at Yankee Stadium. My dad and I went to go see Yankees Mets. I was in graduate school at Syracuse. We drove down because Clemens was pitching, and and we knew, excuse me, it was at Shea Stadium. Uh, We drove down. Clemens was pitching at Shea, and we knew it was going to be big. Sean Estes was going for the Mets, and and everybody, including Clemens, knew that Sean Estes was going to hit him, and it was going to happen. Like, he had to get hit. Estes (laughs) threw behind him. And then I think he walked him or struck him out. I, I, I don't remember. Uh, but Estes got sent down for not hitting. And, like, he never surfaced again in the Mets organization. Like, that was it. He was supposed to hit Clemens. He didn't. And they're like, see ya. You're out of here. Yeah, that, was his only, that was his only purpose for that. Uh, I, that I, before I move on, I want to make note of how dumb NFL fights are. You're oh, really going to yes. swing at a guy with a helmet on? Yes. You're just going to hurt your Great hand. You know. I'm going to give Great you guys point. the the insight into that, though. And I learned this very, oh, good. Quick, yeah, please. very quickly very please. quickly in the NFL. So I, I was a rookie. Um, I had been at Seattle. I came to Minnesota. And uh, a, a big gentleman named uh, Tim Irwin was an offensive tackle for the Vikings. He did, he was not happy with something I was doing as an outside linebacker. And so he he cheap-shotted me. And I, and I looked at him and, you know, had words. And I told him, I go, look, next play, it's me and you. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I learned how to fight on the NFL side where so many guys don't learn this to your point, Charlie. So they usually stand there and then you hit the guy in the face mask, right? And you yeah. and inevitably you hurt your hand. The key to an NFL fight is your left hand, if you're right-handed, goes underneath and grabs the face mask, pulls it up, and then you come in with an up, an uppercut because then you're not going to hurt your hand. And I did that oh to Tim God. Irwin and, uh, He's a, like a judge now somewhere, I think, in Tennessee. But uh, <laughs> So I, I, I don't know how his ruling would go against me, but I think I at least got his respect because I, I went after him after, <laughs> after the previous play. So, <laughs> so I'm, I'm hearing most NFL, NFL fights here are, are just a skill issue then because uh, yes. I see far too many people just swinging right at the helmet. Which is so dumb. 
<laughs> you know, we, there's a video out of this fighting for football with Pete Najarian. That we could, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. There's I should train the player. <laughs> I should train them during the camp on how to do it. Because I would, I would train them differently if I were there fighting you or Tim Irwin. My foot would go right between you nowhere, and then I would run as fast as I could for the door. You better run on that. <laughs> I know. It's my only chance. All right. We'll move on here. Long, long first question. Over to you. Back to you, Pete, I should say. Yeah. The U.S. women's national soccer team is out at the World Cup in New Zealand and Australia during the round of 16. They lost at the hands of Sweden, uh, which took the game in a squeaker in uh, penalty shootout. Uh, the last ball barely got over the line. They had to review it. It was anticlimactic. It was just barely over the line. Sweden wins. The U.S. out. Obviously an incredibly disappointing performance for the U.S. It's the earliest that a defending champion has ever been knocked out, and the earliest the U.S. has been knocked out, I want to say, ever. But if not, it's been a very long time since they have been knocked out. Mm-hmm. Pete, what is your most disappointing team of all time, the team that you thought didn't make it as Ooh. far as they should have any sport. Wow. Oh man. That's a that, great question. That is a great question. Your I, questions are really, uh, they're, they're going in one direction and they take a complete left turn and I like yeah, it. Yeah. I yeah, like to it, set it, it up. It, it, it invites a lot of thought. <laughs> um, you know, I, I would actually say one that was very personable to me was uh, was my Gopher team when I was uh, in 1983. We were we ended up being one of the worst teams in the entire country. We won the first game and lost every game after that, and it was uh, brutal. It was awful, and you know, as a guy who was a team captain, you know, you have high aspirations for your team. You're hoping your team is, you know, maybe even Rose Bowl bound. And uh, the next thing you know, we're one of the worst teams in the entire country. So that one, that one's is brutal to remember, but, but, but that one might be, it might be it for me. Sure. Dave, you got any? Um, I do. I I was going to say, I think I'm trying to remember which season it was. I believe it was the 2009 Viking season. That was the one where they went to new Orleans and lost to the saints. Mm -hmm. Right. Is that, that was, I believe that was 2009. Yeah. Yeah, so um, that one really bothered me because I I really thought that team, which had Brett Favre, Adrian Peterson, uh, one of, if not the best defense since the Purple People Eaters. Yeah, uh, I and and to fall like they did, and we found out later that you know they were going after Favre and blah blah blah. I mean, you know that that's that happened, but I still think they could have won the game. <laughs> um, and and to lose on an interception like they did with, and I'll remember it forever. Because he had Bernard Barry, and he tried to for- or he had he could have run for the first down, yep. and he tried to force it into Bernard Barry. Instead, he got picked off by Tracy Porter, and and the rest is history. I, to me, at least in recent memory, that is the most disappointing to me. Is wind chimes there, Dave? Yes, they <laughs> are. A little windy out there. Yes, it's getting windy here at my house. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I think that that's a good one. I think uh, that, that late '90s Vikings team that went to Atlanta um, as well. Uh, that that's probably up there for a lot of people. We'll move on here back to you, Dave. The NFL inducted their 2023 Hall of Fame class this weekend. Rondé Barber, Don Coriel, Chuck Howley, Joe Klecko, Daryl Rivas, Ken Riley, Joe Thomas, Zach Thomas, and Demarcus Ware were all inducted into Canton this weekend. Dave, who is not in the literal Hall of Fame, but is in your own personal Hall of Fame in the NFL? In the NFL, who's not in? It's kind of tough because sh- the NFL, yeah. they allow a lot of people in the Hall of Fame, 
Right. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll let's say this because he's not in yet, but I think he will be Adrian Peterson. I, I, I mean, despite sure. what happened off the field, right? I mean, to me, he should be a first ballot Hall of Famer, I think. But some people may remember what happened when he didn't, you know, off the field. Some people may try, you know, for a lot of people, they'll remember the downside of his career where he just tried to hang on. But in his when he was in his heyday he was the most unstoppable running back uh, of, I mean, maybe of all time, other than Walter Payton or Jim Brown. I mean, literally, Adrian, you knew what he was going to do and he could still do it. And, and he, was, he was unstoppable, uh, especially that, I think it was at whatever the season, exact season was, that he finished nine yards short uh, of Eric Dickerson's uh, single-season mm-hmm. record. And I was there when, I, I just remember... When he got asked, we were standing right there when he got asked about, about not finishing, and he said, oh, you know, you know, he, he answered it perfectly. You know what? To be in the company and to finish second to him is no lie, is, is no shame in that, blah, blah, blah. But to finish nine yards short, I mean, could you imagine <laughs> being that close to immortality? Not that he's not there. And then never getting there again. He never got back to that. But he fell nine yards short. That would <laughs> drive me batty. Uh, but uh, to me... He's the one that immediately sticks out that's not in the hall. Yeah, I got but he one, will be. I got one real quick one for you yeah, guys. Uh, another Viking, and I love Adrian Peterson. You're right, and I think he should be in there. But how about Jim Marshall? How is Jim Marshall not in the really? NFL Hall of Fame? Yeah. How, how, I, the guy did absolutely everything you could ever imagine, and somehow, uh, he, and, and you know, he's famous for his play where he runs the ball the wrong way and scores a, a, what what he thinks is a touchdown, but turns into a safety. I mean, and, and he's a great guy. Oh, I I saw him not too terribly long ago, a couple of years ago at JD Hoyt's having dinner, and just the greatest guy to this day. So I, I don't know how he's not there. No, that's a very that's a good really one. good question. That is it. That is a very good one, Pete. We'll we'll wrap this up pretty quickly here. I saved this one for you, as the Gopher football program begins their summer and fall camp. I thought I'd take a look at where some of the former Gophers are these days. Some of those former players, and I think this may be the most Gophers in the NFL at one time since I can remember. At least I'm sure that there are years where it has been more. But there are 20 players right now on rosters in the NFL that are former Gopher players. Pete, look at this year's Gopher team. Who's going to join them next year? Oh, I think uh, there's a cornerback on the team that I watched and thought the world of him. Uh, Wally? Wally? Wally, yes. And he's he's got length. He's got size. He's he's strong. I think he's, uh, I think he's another one of them. And that's one area guys that the, the, the Gophers have done a really good job with has been in the secondary. And we have quite a few different guys, both linebackers, but also mostly secondary guys that are in the NFL right now. And so I, I think Wally would be my first, uh, he, he absolutely will be in the NFL next year. I'll, I'll add, I think Chris Ottman bell, I mean, that that's an easy one, right? He's, what is this? His seventh season now, honestly, legitimately is his seventh season yeah, it's seven. uh, with the Gophers. And I think, I, I, I think he, how good is he going to be? How much is he going to hang on? I don't know, but I do think that he gets he gets there next year. I'll add one more. Uh, Brevin Spanford, uh, our yeah. tight end. I mean, he's big, yep. he's fast, he's athletic, he's very, very good player. 
and we just need to throw him the ball more. And you and I have talked about that because I've always been this tight end leaning guy, but it's because tight ends are always open. (laughs) And and when the quarterbacks figure that out, it's great, but they oftentimes don't. And I'm hoping Kelly Ekmanis, if he's the starter, which I believe he's going to be, I think he's got to get him the ball, and I think he will. All right, guys, there it is. And he's super. Thank you, Charlie. He's super athletic too. I'm also, yeah. um, as we delve into, well, well, you know what? Let's talk a little go football. We're we're way behind because we talk too much about fighting in pro sports. Let's take a <laughs> break. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit of uh, a go for football as well as we wrap up hour number one. You're listening to eight three zero WCCO. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 